Hello everyone and welcome to the Games Are Fun podcast. My name is Luke Armstrong and I am your host. Joining me this week is Adam Beagle. Adam, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Doing good. Came off of that really fun stream over the weekend, which we'll we'll talk about oh, yeah. here in a second. So yeah, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good. Also joining us is Garrett Neely. Garrett, how are you doing? I'm doing good as well. Happy to be here chatting with you guys. Yeah, for sure. It's good to have you back. We missed you on uh, last week's, or I guess a couple weeks ago was our last episode. Uh, mm-hmm. We skipped last week because of the extra life stream. And yeah, we just had to take a week off because it was uh, a lot of prep work for that stream and it just made us sense. But we're back uh, with another episode, second last episode of the year. Today's show, we're going to give our impressions of the Game Awards from last week and also share some thoughts on that recent Nintendo Indie World presentation. It was a quick one, but there were some cool little announcements there that we wanted to touch on. So that's what today's episode is going to be about. Before we start the show, we wanted to remind you that Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast. Each week, Adam, Garrett, and I join together to talk about video game news, trending industry topics, and reviews on recent game releases. The podcast is available on your favorite podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Just search for Games Are Fun on your podcast platform of choice. If you are one of the many listeners on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving us a review on there. That would be greatly appreciated. Today's show is brought to you by the Games Are Fun store, but we will mention that later on. Let's start with a couple housekeeping points. So huge thank you to everyone who came out to support our Extra Life live stream this past weekend. Uh, We received $600 in donations towards Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, which was $100 over our fundraising goal. So since we reached that goal, we are hosting another 12-hour live stream next year, probably going to happen in February or March. We'll have details on that, obviously, in the new year. And also, I do plan on making a video of all the highlights from the stream. So if you missed it, there's going to be a way for you to catch catch some of the shenanigans that went down on that 12-hour stream. So guys, thoughts on uh, that live stream from from the weekend? I thought it went uh, really well. We had a good turnout in terms of viewers and obviously donations. Like $100 over our goal is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I obviously wasn't able to be around for all of it but i had a lot of fun when i was able to hop in and uh play with you guys and chat with people and all that and yeah it was just a really good good event and was happy that we were able to smash that goal and uh bring home a little extra dough for the kids yeah it was it was an absolute blast i had so much fun doing that like you know just basically party games for like 12 hours straight and yeah hanging out hanging out with chat um you know, talking, talking with the viewers, like you said, we had a, we had a good turnout throughout. Uh, so thanks everybody that was, that was coming by and hanging out and donating. Uh, yeah. The fact that we, that we, you know, kind of broke that goal and it, it was, it was one of those like, uh, kind of like 11th hour things where we hit that extra one, you know, that, that $600 mark. And, uh, we, we had an incentive where if every hundred dollars we went over the goal, we would extend the stream by an hour and we were playing among us at the time and we were having so much fun. And it's like, you know, no one, no one really wanted the party to end, but it was, it was coming to a close. And then like, boom, we had someone get us just that last little bit we needed. We got an extra hour gameplay. Um, 
and yeah, we had some of the some of the viewers hopped in and uh, you know were playing among us with us, and that was just so much fun. Yeah, it was it was a blast. Like it was not that I was like I thought it was gonna go poorly or anything like that, but that was like our first real big live stream. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we collaborated with uh, Luke and Claire from Lukewarm Games. They were a part of that, and Fantastic. yeah, it just it went really well. We didn't run into like that many technical hitches like we we couldn't get the ps5 remote play thing to work so we didn't get fall guys um you were fussing with cameras i was fussing with cameras and cropping every time someone would join or leave the discord call it would screw everything up um on obs but I, we think we have a, a possible so garrett found a possible solution for our next stream whenever that is so that's gonna for be for our first attempt i mean it was that was amazing yeah. that went yeah. super well it was it was super very well. clean uh the the overlays looked great like yeah it was just really solid yeah it, it looked great so and there was some fun funny moments for sure on that stream <laughs> oh, yeah. uh oh yeah i would say like especially towards the end luke was yeah. getting drunk <laughs> the among us uh, things went off the rails with the yeah mm -hmm. i'll say that <laughs> it it got a little wild i uh i ended up being the imposter like five times in a row and i was also we had uh we had a wheel that we were spinning for donations and so we were doing some shots and uh i was having some beverages because, you know, it was a lot of work uh, getting that stream together and then being <laughs> running it for like 12 hours, right? I didn't really have have those breaks th uh, as much throughout the day. So I, I had to let loose in that last little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can expect a highlight reel sometime in the future whenever I can. <laughs> Probably over Christmas break, that's something uh, I'm going to spend some time on so that you guys can check it out. Our next housekeeping point is uh, Cyberpunk 2077 review update. So the last like several weeks we've been talking about like we're going to do a review episode for Cyberpunk and you're, I know what you're already thinking by me saying this. So the tone of his voice is saying, oh, the game sucks. It's, it, it was a mess. It, it was that people had these high expectations and it didn't turn out the way we expected. So they're just scrapping it, which isn't the case. Because the initial plan was to do some sort of review in progress, right? Because we knew we weren't going to have the game completed in time to do like a front-to-cover review, spoiler episode, whatever, right? Um, so the plan was to kind of do some sort of in-progress type of thing. But there's a couple factors that kind of make sense for us to not do one right now. Um, obviously, it's pretty widespread knowledge that Cyberpunk launched with quite a few issues and that's affected some of our gameplay experiences. So I think we're probably not as far in the game as we had thought pre-release we would be, right? I think all three of us thought we would be binging hard on this game and uh, it's not that we're not having fun with it, but those technical bugs that we've had, um, you know, undoubtedly have had probably limited the time at least for myself i don't mean to speak for you guys but it's definitely limited how much time i have put into it compared to what i thought so um you know and it just makes more sense to let's let's wait till we have more time with the game that we can actually maybe finish the game and uh especially for me uh garrett you're having a bit of a better experience on series x but uh mm -hmm. Playing on PS5, like, I'm, I'm running into a lot of issues. Like, my game crashes constantly. And so, you know, in January, there's supposed to be a major console patch. And so, you know, let's let's wait till that 
whenever that may be, who knows, uh, let's wait till we can kind of finish that. And then we can always come back and do an episode in January, right? Like that game is going to be continued to be talked about for a while. Um, and although the conversation is hot right now and we'd love to kind of get that content to you guys so we could do a whole episode devoted to cyberpunk, it's just like not in the cards right now. And like the other reason is with the extra life live stream, we have our, our game awards live stream, uh, coming next week. It's, it's just a lot uh, at the end of the year, so it, it we it just we can't fit it in, right? So I think we all agreed that that would probably be the best solution for that. So yeah, stay tuned, obviously, to the show. We'll keep an update on that, and then just follow us on Twitter at Games Are Fun Pod to to keep up with episode updates and whatnot. So I mentioned it. But it had I hadn't it hasn't actually been officially announced on the show. But next Monday, December twenty first, seven p.m. Mountain Standard Time, we're going to be live streaming our final episode of Games Are Fun for the year uh, over on Twitch.tv/GamesAreFunPodcast. So like last year, Stephen Beagle, your 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 brother Adam is uh, he joined us last year for our twenty nineteen Game of the Year discussions, and so we wanted to bring him back for this one um, to because he. he He's played games that we haven't played, so I'd love to hear his opinions on that. Uh, so yeah, he's going to join Adam, Garrett, and myself to discuss our top games of 2020. And we are live streaming it, but the podcast will be uploaded later on podcast services, and we'll probably have a video on demand of the stream uploaded to our YouTube channel later that week. So if you can't tune in live on Monday, no worries, you'll still be able to get that content, but... Uh, yeah, hopefully we can have a good turnout for that because the last uh, Games Are Fun episode we did was our 100, ep- 100 number episode, episode number 100. <laughs> uh, I got there. Um, it was really, really fun. Alcohol consumption is, is carrying over <laughs> yeah, days exactly. later into our recording yeah. today. <laughs> no, it's, it's, just, it's just a long day of work. But um, yeah, they, you know, that that was a lot of fun and so we're hoping to to do something similar with that a longer episode we're talking about games hopefully we can get some people in the chat uh, you can throw out you know your favorite games of the year and stuff so it should be a, a fun time and a good primer for some of the content we have planned for next year that we would really like to do so so mark your calendar december 21st 7 p.m mst twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast all right let's get into the game awards so they happened December 10th. It's been, uh, I guess, a, a, exactly a week since the Game Awards. Um, so most of you already probably had a chance to either watch live or, or catch up on some of the announcements and the winners. So where I wanted to start off, Garrett and Adam, is I was going to run through the winners of some of the categories. Then we could turn it over into a quick discussion over if we thought had any comments in terms of the actual awards at the, pre- uh, the award show. And then we can kind of talk about some of the the announcements that we saw because there were some juicy ones that night. So, who won? Well, arguably The Last of Us Part Two <laughs> stole the show away with like several awards, which mm-hmm. I think we all kind of assumed that was going to happen. But they yeah. they even picked up some that I I actually didn't expect them to win in 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 some of the categories. So. I mean, good on them. It's an incredible game. We all loved it, so it's not really a surprise. But uh, so going through the winners: Game of the Year, Last of Us Part Two; Game Direction, Last of Us Part Two; 
Um, there was, this is kind of a weird category, but most anticipated game. Uh, I didn't see this one in the nominees uh, when they were listed. Maybe I just missed that. Maybe that was just a Knight of the Awards kind of thing. But Elden Ring won most anticipated game. Uh, narrative went to The Last of Us Part Two. Art Direction, Ghost of Tsushima, Score and Music, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Audio Design, The Last of Us Part Two, Performance, that went to Laura Bailey playing Abby in The Last of Us Part Two, Games for Impact, that was Tell Me Why, Ongoing Game, No Man's Sky, Indie Game, Hades, Debut Indie Game, Phasmophobia, uh, Mobile Game, Among Us, Community support, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, VR slash AR game went to Half-Life Alex. Innovation and accessibility went to The Last of Us Part 2. Action game went to Hades. Action slash adventure game went to The Last of Us Part 2. RPG Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Family game, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Sim slash strategy game, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Sports slash racing game, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2 won that. Uh, multiplayer game, Among Us. Content creator of the year, Valkyrie. Uh, esports athlete, Hio uh, Showmaker Sue. Esports coach, Danny Z- Zonic Sorensen. Esports event, League of Legends World Championship 2020. Esports game. League of Legends esports host. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pronounced shocks. Okay, fair yes. enough. Yeah. I'm not going to attempt the rest of it. Yeah. It's spelled S J O K Z for anyone wondering why we're, we're like hesitating on this one. But plus his, his name, I'm not sure how to pronounce either. Right. Uh, and then lastly, esports G2 esports. Uh, sorry, esports team G2 esports. So those were the winners. What did you guys think? Were there any shockers at this year's award? I mean, last year was Sekiro got that game of the year, and I think a lot of people were taken aback by that. Um, this year, a little more predictable, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I mean, I, I was a little less hyped on even watching the show this year. I did watch it, um, but like most years, I'm usually like really interested in like, I wonder who's going to win this, I wonder who's going to win that, and I kind of feel like this year I had a pretty good idea of you know at least you know the top two in every category if it's not this one it's definitely this one and for the most part most of the things that i kind of assumed came true so um yeah i mean that's not to say there's anything wrong with that it just seemed like a little bit of a predictable year for me the last of us uh i think you know cleaning up was no surprise to most of us um just like you said with how quality that game was and and how much we all enjoyed it so um yeah as far as the awards went um i think the thing that shocked me a little bit was I guess I didn't realize how big Among Us was at this point. Um, now I get it because I've played the game uh, over the weekend on our stream. But I told, yeah, I told Among you Us, it was fun. Yeah, you guys were <laughs> telling me and I was like, I don't know, maybe we'll see. And then when I found out that, that it was on mobile and it was free, I was like, okay, I guess I could do that and not have to risk anything to try it out. So, uh, But yeah, just seeing Among Us win a couple awards was was shocking to me at the time i was like man that's that weird little game that came out a couple years ago and it's winning awards now but i totally get it now and so well deserved on their part and um yeah other than that i thought you know things were were fairly uh along the lines of what we expected yeah this um it it was fairly predictable i think you know you go back and and you look at the predictions that you and i did luke and i think we pretty much 
nailed the the majority of them um, because it, it just seemed pretty pretty straightforward. There were just some categories where it's like certain games were just an absolute shoe in for the win on those. So I think we kind of called it. It's still fun to do the predictions and kind of speculate. And you know, we as we were discussing, it's like well this one's probably going to get the win, but I'd maybe like it to be this one instead. So, you know, doing stuff like that's still a lot of fun. And, um, the, the show itself was fun. You know, Jeff Keeley does a really good job. Um, not just with the predictions, but with some of the interviews and, and the guest appearances and, and, uh, stuff like that. So yeah, I, overall, like I was definitely still into it. Um, but yeah, there was no like real surprises. I think for me, the only one that seemed a little out of place was the last of us part two, getting the action adventure, uh, category, which, you know, I, I, I understand why it was there, but I think there were games that were better suited for it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I don't think I was on yet, but I was watching cause your brother on his Twitch channel, Steven, he, he hosted a watch along stream mm -hmm. uh of the game awards which you were uh also on at least your voice was on and yeah. i remember that i'm pretty sure i saw that react and you both of your guys's reactions as was mine was was kind of surprised to that one because you know you look <laughs> look at uh what it's up against and you know like there's a lot more action um, in some of these other games, right? Whereas Last of Us is kind of more of like an adventure game type of like narrative based, you know, there's a focus on the, the plot there as opposed to like the action elements, the, the combat. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. not saying that it's not present, it's just like when you compare them to like Ghost of Tsushima, Miles yeah. Morales, you know. It's so much more a narrative game than it is action adventure, yeah. I would say. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the, there's yeah. elements there, but... When you look at games like, you know, Ghost of Tsushima and even Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which I'm surprised, you know, because it was the only category it was in. It kind of, you know, a lot of people feel like it got snubbed last year because it came out, quote unquote, you know, too late. And, you know, if anything else, you'd think it would have got maybe like the pity vote here. Like, OK, that's the only category it was in. Right, it was a yeah. really good game. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's definitely an action adventure game. So, um, you know, that's that was the one I was hoping would win. And it just, you know, it didn't get it. Uh, Last of Us 2, just, you know, Naughty Dog, just absolute powerhouse and, and steamrolling the competition just about everywhere it was nominated. So um, not, uh, you know, it, pretty easy to see that coming, but I wish it would have been something different in that category. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing with these awards every year is they're never going to be perfect because, you know, you have the combination of fan votes as well as like the the industry votes right the people at ign are kind of funny or what's good games casting their vote for these categories and uh you know you have to look at it is when we even even when we look at that category um action adventure valhalla and miles morales were like super recent releases right um most people waiting for miles for next gen, right? Uh, Valhalla, again, not everybody's cup of tea. So really, it's like, okay, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us, because Ori and the Will of the, the Wisps, although it launched this year, it's kind of like that same thing with Star Wars. It's just it's so far out of memory compared mm -hmm. to these other games that just gave that lasting impression. So, you know, you're always going to have that recency bias with these awards, unfortunately, just 
because you know that that just is natural i guess so mm-hmm. yeah it's uh overall it was pretty good i did like um the we're going to talk about this i'm like it, this is more of like the award show in general not so much the actual awards but the the production of it all i really enjoyed uh with it being digital this year I, i'm sure the people that attend the game awards really love to to get drunk with their friends and have a good time there mm-hmm. but i just felt like it was so quick and snappy right because like all of these people probably um you know they had them all on like a zoom call or whatever the nominees i'm not even sure because they snapped to them real quick so it's almost like they had like the reactions pre-recorded um announced the winner to them live so it was whatever and then they had that spot and put it for everyone else at home later in the evening or something like that like it just it just was so fluid in terms of announcements and then awards and speeches like it was it was really great nothing dragged on and i think that helped and because that show can run a little long in years previous Mm so now Let's, uh, this is a good transition to go over and talk about the announcements. Um, so with you, Garrett, you mentioned, um, <laughs> sorry, I just have to <laughs> laugh Oops. because I saw that and it was hilarious. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't even pick up on the mic that, or on the That's call funny. that much, but your reaction was good. Um, Whoops. <laughs> the announcements. I wanted to touch on a point that you made Garrett which mm-hmm. you weren't like super as excited because of the kind of predictability of like the awards right um mm. but i also kind of felt that in terms of announcements right like this yeah. year was just overload of press events di- like digital press events we had like the summer of gaming IGM put on something uh Jeff Keeley also put on something um all all the major you know publishers and developers and everything also had lots of announcements this summer so it's just like we had a year full of announcements and i was kind of in the mindset of like man it like there's more announcements right like how many like it's it's getting harder and harder to remember the things we see at these shows because Mm -hmm. like even this show there was stuff shown off that's like we knew about those games um they were announced somewhere i saw them somewhere but i can't tell Mm -hmm. you what digital press event that mm-hmm. i saw on that so yeah it was it, it kind of got to a point there was so much that a lot of it just became like white noise right like there's just too much too much it, it was almost maybe even like an overload like it was you know i think it, it sort of brought upon the importance of e3 like yes like having all that information is great around this time of year but having it in a more condensed you know week of events and and uh you know, a couple of days of like those keynote speeches and everything. I, I feel like that it was just such a better format than trying to take all this information and stretch it out over three months, but have all these things happening at the same time. Like it, I'd rather just have that. And, and it's funny because I always talk about how I love the announcements. I love, you know, games and, and everything, but at the same time, it was just too, too much. And like nothing felt really cohesive like it did with e3 yeah and you end up letting games fall through the cracks that way too because there's yeah. just so much information coming at you that you there's no way you can possibly remember every single game you saw and want to check out one day so right. it's unfortunate so what 
if you guys could uh, maybe list some of your favorite announcements, maybe I'll turn it over to you first, Garrett. Yeah, so let's see. Um, so what you were saying earlier was uh, accurate about games that we had definitely heard about before but um, hadn't necessarily seen yet, and that was Back for Blood. That was one that I think most people were pretty hyped to see. So that's uh, by the same developer that did Left 4 Dead. It's essentially Left 4 Dead 3, um, just out from under Valve. Um, and so, yeah, that, that trailer was pretty awesome. A um, couple other things that I was interested in. There was a game called Road 96 that was like a procedurally generated like uh, road trip game or something. And I really didn't get a whole lot of what you're actually doing on this trip or where you're going or what you're, you know, what you're goal is but it just the art style kind of caught me and it looked like a a cool little game that that might be interesting to me um other than that really the only thing that really got me super hyped was um the Callisto protocol that game looks super cool it's a new one um you guys will have to help me with the developer oh it's a new developer it's it's uh the creator of dead space and so it's kind of like a uh uh spiritual successor in a way to to dead space and that one looks pretty cool as well but um there wasn't a whole lot in this that really really spoke to me um oh i guess the last one i should say is perfect dark that was kind of the biggest one for this show i think because it's uh finally a exclusive xbox studio game that's being announced so um hopefully we're gonna see some more of those coming soon but yeah that was a, a get hype moment as well so like I was saying, though, there's there wasn't a whole ton uh, throughout this show that really, really was was up my alley. So, um, really, like three or four main things, and and then past that, a couple little things that I might check out one day. But it's kind of like I'm getting to this state of mind where it's like, yeah, if that comes to Game Pass, I'll uh, I'll check it out, but I'm not going to spend money on it. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing I feel like um, because there's a lot of games that maybe I would never try that I'd get the chance to try and then there's other games that maybe I should have actually spent the money to try but because it never came to Game Pass I'm not going to try it and a lot of these games were those kind of games for me so um, we'll just have to see um, you know with some of these if we you know see some more information and and, um, if it speaks to me a little bit more from there but Overall, I thought there was just a couple that, that really stood out to me. Awesome. How about you, Adam? Yeah, I think for me, uh, Mass Effect is probably the biggest one. I, I'm a little... I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, right? Because it, it looks like we might be getting Shepard back, uh, potentially, which would you know be pretty wild. And I know a lot of people are going to you know think back to, oh, well, Andromeda. And to those people, I say, uh, go play Andromeda. So I know it was it was a big meme, you know, for a little bit. It, it came out. It was it had a rough launch. It was buggy, you know. People kind of wrote it off as just a bad game, and it's really not. Like it, it got patched out. Those major bugs got patched out relatively quickly, and um, and it's actually a really solid game in there. And and anybody that either played it right at launch and was unhappy because of the bugs or um didn't play it at all because of the things that they had heard about the game like if you're if you're if you like mass effect go play it it's good and Um, i i may be wrong on this but i I, it should be on game pass because if you i guess ea play is on game pass now and it's definitely mm -hmm. was on ea play so yeah you can and i mean at that you're 
you already are paying for Game Pass, so just, again, like you're saying, Garrett, you don't have to spend the money. You can try it out uh, if you were skeptical when it launched, right? Yeah. I remember getting it super cheap when I got my Xbox uh, Xbox One X, and it, it was, what, two, two years ago, I think? Was it last year? I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was three years ago, 2017, maybe? No, I think it was, I think it would at most no, it would have been to be two 20, years. Yeah, it would have been 2018. Right? Um, so yeah, I got it, I got it at, shortly after I got the One X and it, it was on sale for super cheap. I, it might have been like $10, $15, something like that. And I, I had played it, my, my dad, he had a uh, Xbox One S that he got and he got Andromeda for it. So I played it there at his house, really liked it. Bought it when I got my Xbox One X and uh, thought it was great. I, I didn't beat it because it's a huge game and then, you know, something else got my attention. But uh, I did put uh, a good many hours into it and I really liked it. So because of that game and, you know, the the original trilogy, like, I'm very excited for this new one. Um so that was definitely, I think, the top one for me. After that would, would probably be a tie between Back for Blood and that Sephiroth announcement for Smash. Um, mm. We knew there was going to be an announcement. And so I remember being in uh, Steven's stream and we were kind of speculating on who it could be. And it's like, I, you know, it's just I want someone that's going to sort of, uh, you know, kind of blow me away like the Cloud announcement or the Joker announcement. And because we like, at least in my opinion, like there was none others that like brought that much hype than those two for me. And it was like, I want it to be something really cool like that. But I, at this point, like, I don't even know who they could pick to put in there for, you know, to blow me away. And the next thing you know, we, you hear the <laughs> Sephiroth music and there he is. And they got this like whole cinematic thing. And it's like, dude, this is it. This is the one that blows my mind um, and gets me really hyped. So I'm yeah, very cool. That was a really fun one to to look on the internet afterwards and see reaction videos too. Because uh-huh. yeah. yeah, it's funny seeing the the points where people like figured it out that it was Sephiroth, and it's <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. For myself, uh, I'm with you, Garrett, with that Perfect Dark. It was it was great to finally see Perfect Dark. Uh, being kind of confirmed, right? Because it was rumored mm-hmm. that the initiative was working on some sort of spy espionage game, and they're like, "All right, well, <laughs> you own a property that fits into that genre, so it's probably right. that one, right?" Um, so that's really cool. I'm really, I really hope that they. It's it's challenging. I, I don't know. I'm not skeptical, but I. I thought the initiative being this big new studio from Microsoft was going to come out with like, here's like RIP, right? Like creating something brand new. Whereas here they're like taking a IP that another developer a long time ago, back, back when on the Nintendo 64 was able to start this franchise. um, And, you know, like how, like there, there's probably lots of people that are developing this game that were, big fans and and there's definitely some some crossover there but i just i wish that they would have been making their like stand of like here here we are this big huge studio here's like r.i.p and it's like okay that's you know the quote and who knows 
Perfect Dark could be that game. I just was hoping for like some originality for their first game. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm still it excited. Could be it's a case. It could be a case where they have the free reign to kind of like reboot it and, yeah, exactly, and make right? it their own, and all they're taking is the name and the character, yeah. and from yeah. there they can do whatever they want. So maybe they are kind of getting a little bit of what you wanted, and, and also still you know working with a a, a property that's going to yeah. get people interested. So. We'll see. And I do have con- confidence in that. That is the, the road they're going down. So mm-hmm. we shall see. Hopefully they like God of War it. You know what I mean? Like just. Right. Obviously there's a bigger gap there. But just like keep keep the, the, the fans happy by keeping what makes Perfect Dark Perfect Dark. While also mm-hmm. making it a modern video game. Right. Right. Uh, and then what else was. There was that game uh, which definitely is up my alley i don't know about you guys um but it's called season and it uh it had this little trailer and honestly this game what did it for me was its art style because it kind of looked like a studio uh what do you call it studio ghibli ghibli yeah Yeah. uh kind of art style to it like this kind of like Mm -hmm. cell shaded type look um and it Basically, was this person, like, traveling the world. They look like some sort of, uh, like, journalist or something. Going to all these different places, seeing different cultures while, like, riding a bicycle. And I'm like, hell yeah, that sounds like a game that's going to be, like, maybe two to five hours long. It's all focused on narrative. I'm like, that's my, like, a perfect game for me. Like, so I was... I was impressed by that one. It, it caught my attention right away. Uh, what else here? I'm trying to think. The back, I, again, I don't mean to just echo what you guys said, but Back for Blood was legitimately got me excited. Uh, I mm-hmm. didn't mention it on the show, but uh, like literally three or four weeks ago, I squatted up with my friend Andrew, who's a big Left 4 Dead fan. Uh, and we played that new campaign that came out for Left 4 Dead 2 on in september which was crazy um and it just got me excited for for left for dead um again it kind of i was loved left for dead 2 specifically and play that game to death back in the day so uh going from playing it left for dead recently to having this announcement so like Hell yeah, that was a, a big, huge announcement for me. I tried to get on with the alpha, but unfortunately didn't get a code sent to me. So, mm-hmm. uh, but a game I'm going to be getting day one when it does yeah, come out. Yeah, and it comes out in like, what, June or July? So it's not that yeah. long of a wait. Yeah, I think it's June. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the one thing I will mention, which wasn't, it didn't get me excited because of the content, but uh Vin Diesel in Arc 2 was just like the weirdest <laughs> moment in the show because right. I remember that trailer came on and I had to do a double take and I was like <laughs> it was literally right before I jumped on with uh with you and and Steven and I uh I was just like I couldn't believe it like two years in a row Vin Diesel has <laughs> made a huge presence and yeah. and was talked about um last year with fast and furious and this year with arc two. So like, and just like how Jeff quoted it after, like he even himself kind of laughed at it. Cause it was like, it's a little ridiculous, but it's like arc two, this like games with service survival game. That's been going for several years now is getting a sequel starring Vin Diesel. If, 
it like no one could have predicted that one so i think so that's weird. why it was so uh memorable to me but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at least it looks looks uh, like a game from this generation this year. Yeah. Because that Fast and the Furious <laughs> game looked like a 360 game. Yeah. That one wasn't looking too good. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, everything just... It, it's interesting to me, but nothing, like, was, re- like, speaking to Luke specifically. They're all, like, again, like, Mass Effect, that's great, but, like, Mass Effect isn't a series that I've ever really gotten into, so I... I under But I understand the importance of that announcement. I will say that it is very vague, and I also feel like they're... They're, they're not showing a lot for Dragon Age uh, as well, so it's, like... And Bioware has that pressure down its back already. Um, so I don't know. I ha- I'm like, it's hard to have confidence with that, especially when it's like Mass Effect will continue. It's like, okay, well, there was a press release like a month ago where someone said, yeah, we're going to continue making Mass Effect games. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, we know that's likely, but like, I don't know. They did, they did hint to what, like you said, Adam, what could be in the game and stuff like that. So um, hopefully we don't have to wait too long before we see that one again. One more quick one that I think we forgot to mention was Returnal. We got a new oh, gameplay yeah. trailer oh, yeah. for that, and that that's looking pretty cool. So I think that's probably one I'll pick up day one, assuming it's still on track and looking good by that point. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it looks it's like a third person action game, basically. Uh, yeah, it kind of it. looks like a uh, maybe like a third person shooter roguelike dark souls sci-fi yeah <laughs> all those things <laughs> mashed together mixed with like a devil may cry or something like that in there too um which wasn't exactly what i expected seeing it like i thought it was gonna mm-hmm. be like a like a control like third person like you know uh i guess action adventure game where it's looking way more action than i expected but i'm still like and that that's coming out in march so we won't even have to wait that long for our, yeah. another ps5 exclusive so yeah very exciting thanks for bringing that up garrett mm-hmm. all right uh any other things you guys want to mention about the game awards before we move on to indie world nope all right cool well let's let's turn it over to nintendo then so unfortunately guys we're, we're only two weeks away i don't think i was holding out hope at the game awards that we would maybe see metroid prime 4 metroid prime trilogy maybe breath of the wild 2 maybe bayonetta 3 but nope odyssey 2 <laughs> none of that we uh yeah odyssey 2 we or even like a new mario kart game like that that that's going to a little crazy but i thought some sort of triple a game was going to be there but unfortunately like the the smash brothers was the biggest nintendo news out of that um but we did get some other nintendo news this week which was an indie world presentation so we've covered these on the show several times before uh typically indie worlds are kind of those uh smaller showcases that obviously focus on independently developed games and they they have a cool take on it uh it's called indie world because they kind of showcase indies that are developed all around the world um they make a purpose of hey this game is developed by this studio in france or 
you know, I think the last one was that Raji game in India and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they've, there's been lots of countries that get some representation, which is really good because I feel like India, like at all these events, it's Japan, North America, and generally Europe, right? Um, they they kind of run most of the, the games that are, we see here in, in, in the West and, it's nice to, to get a little showcase of all of these developers around the world. So it was a quick presentation. It was only like, I think like 17-ish minutes, 15, Something like that, 17 yeah. minutes. And uh, we got a bunch of different games showcased off there. Uh, one big announcement, Spelunky and Spelunky 2 are coming to Switch. Both of them are coming summer 2021. Uh we got a, that struck me as a little bit weird, to be honest. That it's gonna, it's not till summer twenty twenty one. Like those are small, same. like easy games that shouldn't be that difficult to port over. I wonder what, if that's a right. strategy, like a business strategy thing, or what the deal is. But I, I was like getting pretty hyped for it, and then twenty twenty one, and I'm like, oh man, yeah. that's a, that was a real shame. Yeah, same for me. I mean, like I have both of them on PC, so like I'm not really worried about the Switch version. But at the same time, it's like. I know a lot of people that would love to have these games on Switch. And, and whenever this came up, it's like, yes, like it's finally happening. And then it's like summer 2021, like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is, well, this wouldn't really apply to Spelunky because that came, came out on Xbox 360, right? Right. Initially. But uh, maybe like some sort of licensing because I think Spelunky 2 is exclusive to PS4 in terms of console. Oh yeah, I think you might be right. There could be that, and then maybe that's the earliest that they could. Like, I, I usually it's a year, and I I'm pretty sure Spelunky two didn't launch until what October September, or September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was weird. It was it was actually one week earlier than PC uh, that it came out on PS4. Right. So yeah, there there must be you know maybe some sort of licensing. Yeah, or... that that's the only thing I can think of, and then that's probably it. They probably just want to wait. Till they can launch Spelunky too, so they can you know do the side by side with those two games. But um, definitely a perfect match for the Switch. Like no one's mm-hmm. denying that. So, uh, and then we got uh, a couple cat announcements. There is this one called Fist of Fluffs, which was this like cat brawler. And then uh, the, where was the other one? It was Calico, I believe. And you run a cat cafe. So good cat representation for the cat people out there. Um, let's uh, let's talk about some of our personal favorites rather than going through each one. So I guess I'll turn it back to you. Who, who should I turn to? Who wants to go first? Someone, someone go for it. I'll take it. I'm looking forward to Cyber Shadow. Uh, new game. It's from Mechanical Head Studios and published by Yacht Club Games, who made Shovel Knight. Um, it's kind of in the same style. It looks like a like a retro game. It looks like a, like a NES game, and uh, yeah, it kind of looks like a Ninja Gaiden mixed with a little bit of the Messenger, and uh, seems to be a pretty focused, uh, you know, story and and gameplay elements. It looks like kind of like the Mega Man thing where you you know you take out a boss and then you get his power and then you can use that power against a boss who's weak to that power and so looks like it's kind of going to be a mashup of of several types of different uh you know retro style platformers mm-hmm. so looks really cool to me sci-fi ninjas that whole thing um that's probably the biggest one that spoke to me 
Um, and you don't have to wait that long because it's coming yeah, January no. 26th. Mm-hmm. Super soon. So that's probably probably be the first thing I play on Switch next year, to be honest. Um, and then the other one was um, Happy Game, which was like the weird <laughs> uh, s- like psychedelic uh, psychological thriller horror thing. And I don't know if it's something I'll ever play, but it looks <laughs> really, really freaky. So. Yeah. Uh, definitely caught my attention. It's like a 2D um, puzzle kind of game, I think. Uh, kind of, I mean, kind of gave me similar vibes to like Inside or Below or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, that's, you know, kind of the dark and, and uh, kind of gritty looking art style. But yeah, it was, it was uh, very <laughs> kind of out of place in this yeah. this uh director it was honestly a little bit like almost comical because it uh yeah it was like this is the one out of any of these that i think someone should just go watch a trailer having not a lot of context because Mm -hmm. like it's just weird like it's called happy game and then you see what the game is and it's it is weird for real it's not happy very very surreal um (laughs) yeah uh, and then the only other thing that really got me was Among Us on Switch. I was an insta buy as soon as I saw it. Yeah. Just coming off of this past weekend with how much fun I had with it, I went ahead and, and purchased it. And then the next day, of course, it's uh, been slated to come to Game Pass <laughs> next year. So it was only five bucks. So I can I can handle it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me, I, I would I would agree with cyber shadow um part of me on the one hand thinks like okay this looks maybe a little too much like the messenger but it also looks fun like it's Mm kind of that like combat but like you know heavy platforming action and you know obtaining skills and things to upgrade like movement and things like that so um it also kind of looks like they they um like the way it looks feels like a mash of like the messenger and uh was it curse curse of the bloodstained curse of the moon yep. mm-hmm. uh the nt creates mm-hmm. uh game so it, it reminds me a lot of like a mashup between those two and i mean it looks yeah. it looks fun it's it gonna be one that I'll, I'll probably end up getting um you know maybe right away even so. yeah the, honestly i've already like it sold me in the trailer i was like Like, I was the same mindset, Adam, of, like, this reminds me of uh, Curse of the Moon, and I, yep, I'm sold. It looks cool. I'll buy it day one. (laughs) Yeah. And then there was uh, Alba, A Wildlife Adventure. Uh, It it just looks like a cute chill. Uh, I like the aesthetic, like, the the art and everything they use in it. It looks really good. It's very Mm -hmm. pretty. Um, so that's one I'd probably have to see a little bit more on it first. Um, I don't know that it's an instant purchase, but it's yeah. you know, kind of on my radar because of the, the style that it is. Yeah. And then, uh, I would also say, uh, super meat boy. So if, if you're into, it, it looks really weird. You're a little meatball running around <laughs> dodging saws and stuff. But if you like, uh, tight platformers like Celeste, um, you'd probably like super meat boys. So um super Me- super meat boy forever which is the the one that's coming out uh this month december 23rd that's going to be one that that i have my eye on yeah for sure and super meat boy one of the like grandfathers i want to say like obviously they mm-hmm. didn't create indie games but they well i mean one of the first like big successes yeah, yeah. totally yeah mm-hmm 
the if anyone's if you haven't seen it, I think there's a, a documentary. What's it called? Uh, I think it's just called Indie or Indie Game or Indie something. Game or something like that. And it highlights uh, Super Meat Boy as well as Fez. And hearing about the which Fez has a whole like story to it that is super fascinating in terms of the guy who created that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but recommend that documentary if you want to see a little bit of behind the scenes about Super Meat Boy because it, it's crazy to see. It's it, well, it's cool to see that how like far they've come, you know, since then. But um, yeah, I also just want to give one more shout out to Alba because that was a game that also caught my attention. Um, and I'm not going to lie, the, the Fist of Fluffs, the cat brawler, just like, it, it made me lol because these cats, like, they're not like, uh, you know, like humanoid characters, right? Like these cats that look like humans and they're like a, it's like a fighting game. Like it's literally like this, your perspective of from above of like a living room or whatever in the house. And all these cats are just like throwing shit at each other and like (laughs) getting into these cat fights. And it's, it's quite hilarious. It kind of has like a similar art style to like, um, like just that really plain basic. Remind me of like goose game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking too. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I'll buy it, but Maybe if it was on sale, I'll, I'll put it on the wish list, and, and if it goes on sale, then we should be good. All right. Um, so, yeah, I pretty much think... Sorry, I just wanted to read the thing you sent me here, Garrett. Uh, well, that's for our next topic okay, coming up yeah, here. I, just I think we're to about to move it. into some cyberpunk talk here. And All right. got some relevant relevant Perfect. news that just popped off. So Yeah, thanks for, for sharing that. Uh, any other closing thoughts on the indie world? I mean, overall, it's nice to get these every once in a while. I don't think yeah. there's been an indie world where, like, like, cause it's all indie games. Like all three of us love playing, uh, indie games. And mm-hmm. it, what I like about these, it's like, you can just put a little star next to these games or, you know, just rem- make, make note of them. And, it's a great way to, to find some real like indie gems when these games do release. So for sure. All right, let's move on to, well, actually before we move on to what games we have been playing, this is a good time to remind everybody that games are fun has its very own merch. We have a collection of t-shirts. We have a couple stickers. We have a mug you can find it all over on gamesarefunpodcast.com. And basically, this is the best way right now to support the show uh, financially. Games Are Fun is a, a show that we do on our own budget and on our own time. And so if you want to help, you know, help us create bigger and better content for Games Are Fun, you can do that by buying some merch. It's a great way. So it's, it's a good trade-off. You know, you're helping us. You're helping support the show. But you're also getting... Uh, piece of swag <laughs> from it so thank you to everyone who who has supported the the store already by purchasing something over there i will tease right now that there's already stuff in the works for for 2021 that uh, i'm really excited when it finally gets to the point to reveal those things so um stay tuned for that but uh yeah you've probably missed the cutoff in terms of receiving it for a christmas present or anything like that but uh you know, it's always there for you if you want to check it out. Gamesarefunpodcast.com. All right, 
Cyberpunk 2077. We wanted to give some impressions on this game because although we're not doing a full episode devoted to it before the end of the year, we did want to to talk about it before we we did our break in a couple weeks here. So I don't even know where to start with this one, guys, because there's... I mean, I think we should probably limit it to the impressions. Uh, we'd be opening a huge can of worms if we talked about everything that is wrong with it. Um, so, Adam, how how many hours do you think you've played so far? Uh, let me see. According to GOG, which is where I got it, I'm playing on PC. I have about 24 hours in. Okay, 24 Garrett, where are you playing it? How many hours? I'm on the Series X, and I think I'm probably about 16 or 17 now. I'm getting up there. All right. I'm playing on uh, PS5, the PS4 version, that is, uh, on the PS5, and I am also at like 15, 16 hours, I believe. So, Adam, you have the most time, so maybe I'll actually start with your impressions on things first. Um because I think out of all of us, I probably have the most to complain about. So we'll, we'll save me to the end. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I have very little to complain about. I have a, a pretty solid gaming rig. I'm not able to play everything at like max settings, but I can play um, mostly uh, there. So there's high, just at, at the higher end of the settings, there's high, ultra, and then like psycho is like the, the very top. Oh, wow. <laughs> So most of my settings are set to either high or ultra, and I have ray tracing on DLSS, so that helped the, the super sampling thing. It's basically like I'm playing at 1080p, but it's upscaling it into a very, very solid 2K, uh, like 1440p or 2K. Um, and and for me, it's it's running so so smooth, so good. Uh, there are some, you know, little graphical bugs and things like, uh, you know, just random cell phones just floating in front of people. Uh, Jackie was was eating a uh, like a cup of noodles and then his chopsticks were just floating in front of him. And uh, at one point I was I was looking off a balcony and then he was he was just standing on thin air just off of the balcony. And then like he zip he went like just his his character like just flew off the screen and then like popped back in behind me where he should have been all along, I guess. Uh, so there's been funny little visual quirks like that, but I, like no game crashes. It's running smoothly. Like it looks fantastic. Uh, the ray tracing is incredible. Um, pretty, pretty solid frame rates. There are a couple areas where it's dipped a little bit, but for the most part, it's run pretty steady. Um, so I really have little to complain about. I, the, the thing that I guess I would gripe about the most is that it took a while for me to really get into it. Um, the, the story felt really slow to me at the start. I think a lot of it was because I had seen a lot of this before, basically the, the opening hours of the game, the main story of the game, uh, was already shown at like E3s and other events. So I'd already seen a lot of it and it was kind of like, like I feel like I've done this already. Um, so it felt a little bit like a slog to me at first, but now it's, it's picking up. I I'm, you know, a little bit more leveled up. I have access to more of the tech and the, 
you know, those swappable components. And um, so it's starting to get a little bit better for me, but, you know, I'll be able to talk about it a little bit more when we do our review. But yeah, for the most part, I, I have very little com to complain about performance and graphics wise. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'm... just throw out that it is, it, it's good. <laughs> it's it's yeah. good. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat as Adam. I mean, I'm, I think we've got, you know, the two versions of the game that are running the best at this point is, is PC and Series X. And it's not obviously the Series X version and the PS5 version are not out yet, but the Xbox One version is running best on Series X right now. And, and I've had no crashes. Um, before they pushed out that patch, uh, I think it was the patch 1.0.4 or something like that, uh, they, I had a couple times where I'd be driving along and all of a sudden it was like I hit a brick wall and everything just froze. But then a couple seconds later, we were back to, you know, to going. But since that patch, I've really had none of that. I've only had a few little graphical bugs like, um, Johnny Silverhand's cigarette still floating in place <laughs> yeah. after he walks away, <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Uh, but as far as like the game goes, I'm, I'm having a great time with it. Um, it's to me, it's kind of a mashup of Grand Theft Auto and Fallout, and totally. I like both those games. This is more of a setting I'm interested in than either of those settings, and so I'm really digging it so far. Um, now, I'm not playing the game the way that I originally had intended to, uh, which was to take my time and really, you know, flesh out every side quest and little tiny thing you can do in the world. And I've decided that I do want to wait for the Series X. Uh, full, you know, upgraded version that's that's gonna, you know, look amazing and and run smoothly. And you know, once all those patches come in, that's when I'm gonna, you know, do a, a full playthrough like that. So right now, I'm I'm basically mainlining the game and just doing a few side quests here and there that are kind of helping the main story along. And um, yeah, at this point, I'm I'm happy with what I've played. I, I don't have a whole ton of complaints either. Um, outside of you know the whole situation of how this game was released and that's a that's a like you said a whole nother can of worms yeah it's it's hard to uh to judge this game without thinking about everything that's going on with cd project red with with all of this which like i said we don't we're not going to get into it tonight because it's too big to cover with the amount of time we have left but i should so to start off the my expectations for this game were like really high as they as everyone had very high expectations that comes down to us for for maybe thinking you know it's just easy for a game to also like be really impressed by it and then because it's been so many years since it's been announced we it grows every single year that passes every time we see it we're like you know that our our image of what this game is going to be grows whether we're consciously doing that or not and so we're not going into this game like this is was my most anticipated game of the year as it was for you guys um mm -hmm. you know i think back to doing the podcast by myself uh first e3 2018 <laughs> uh predictions and everything i just remember talking about cyberpunk and how and that was the year that we we got our first real trailer for it and uh yeah like since then it was just like I just thought this game was going to be everything, and it uh, it fell short of that, unfortunately, um, which was surprising because even like the month, like think about it, think of how many Night City wires all of us have reported on, right? How much they showed off of that game, like this this isn't we weren't like 
there was stuff to back up right it wasn't just like oh this looks like a cool open world game from the people who made witcher 3 it was that but like people were hyped for this game for a reason and it for me it just uh same thing adam i that first like five hours of the game i knew everything was happened it's like okay this is gonna happen here i have to save the girl in the bathtub right saw that mission go down oh how's this one going to go down and then even i think in the e3 it showed like here's the different options you can do for this mission to, that will change your outcome it's like okay well i know this is the outcome i'm doing because that was the best that was shown off or whatever so yeah it's 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 been it's been interesting and I'm still like, that's why I'm glad we're doing a review next month because I just like, I have way too many thoughts to, and I need to like unify them all to, to give a, a good review on the game. Cause there's stuff that I just love so much in the game, but there's other stuff that suck, you know, like I, the game, the world feels empty. There has been several times where I played the game where I legitimately, there's no cars on the road. There are no people walking around and then I'll go into a, a higher density area that maybe has some missions around it. And then that's where the congestion of people will be, right? Like it's not like um, a bustling metropolis. It's like there's the, the highlight points, the busy points and that's it. And it's like, man, like there's like Grand Theft Auto 5 feels like a world like even their AIs are kind of dumb at times. It feels like there's constantly stuff going on all over the map. And that just was not the case with, at least uh, on PS4, uh, PS5. Um, so many bugs, so many glitches. I've had seven or eight game crashes where lit literally I'll just be doing, uh, sometimes it's something like there's a lot happening on the screen. We have a lot of uh, gunshots or whatever and it's dropping frames so it'll crash. Other times I'll literally just be walking down the street, freezes, crashes. So, uh, yeah, I think about seven or eight. Uh, I have only been able to play for roughly three. I think three hours was the longest, like, single session I had before a crash. Um, I haven't been able to play it for longer than that. But I might be wrong on that. I, I just know that, it, it I, like, I every session I play it will at least have one sort of crash. So that's not fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, right. as, I, I, as much as I want to keep playing the game and I'm interested in the story, I'm interested in Johnny Silverhand, I'm, you know, I, I like some of the side characters like Pan Am and um, uh, Judy, not Judy. Mm -hmm. Is yeah, it Judy? Judy? Yeah, Judy. Yeah. Like they're, they're great characters and I love the world and I want to know more about it and see, see that story unfold. But it's just like, I just like, I have a hard time. Like, I don't want my opinion on this game to be, relative to like this experience on the backwards compatible version right on ps4 so i tried to do the refund because cd project red did issue a refund uh press release type of thing saying hey you buy it digitally go to xbox go to sony and they should be able to do it if you bought a retail version try through the retailer if you can't email us and we'll hopefully help you out so Again, if you've been paying attention to the news, no one was receiving refunds. Microsoft wasn't giving refunds and neither was Sony. Um, so it was like, okay, is CD Projekt Red line or is Sony and Microsoft just playing, you know, tough? You know what I mean? Uh, so Garrett, I wanted to mention this story because you brought it up. 
so sorry i i tried with uh the three or four different service specialist agents or whatever you want to call them on the customer support and all of them said basically the same thing they told me that i well, the developer says a, a patch is releasing, so just be patient. And I, the reason why I want the refund is so that I can refund it, buy it on PC, and play it through, restart it on that. But because I, I just don't want to buy the game twice. You know what I mean? Like right. CD Projekt Red has screwed up enough that I refuse, no matter how much I'm enjoying the game, and I just want to have that PC experience you're having, Adam. Um, <laughs> even though you do have a, a, a more powerful GPU than me, I think I have enough powerful of a rig to run it pretty you good. Be fine. Yeah, right. and uh, it's just I I couldn't in, in in my right mind give them, you know, a hundred and sixty dollars for this game as it is today. So mm-hmm. big breaking news on the show uh cyberpunk 2770 refund so garrett you found this actually um, actually i want to give a shout out to gravier okay that's uh, one of adam's f- friends posted it in our discord oh, channel perfect so, uh shout out to him yeah for finding that. gravier friend of the show thanks for uh sharing that on the discord which you can join invite.gg slash games are fun there you go uh, Cyberpunk 2077 refund. So Sony says Sony Interactive Entertainment strives to ensure a high level of customer satisfaction. Therefore, we will begin to offer a full refund for all gamers who have purchased Cyberpunk 27 via PlayStation Store. Here's the craziest part. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment will also be removing Cyberpunk 27 from PlayStation Store until further notice. So they're just straight up removing it from the store meaning you cannot buy it anymore it's crazy um so crazy yeah so pretty wild stuff i'm sure a story that will uh further develop um over the weekend and into next week but yeah it's clearly a gong show um i'll just kind of just for the sake of time I'll, I'll finish on the thoughts that the game is uh in its current state in my experience with it it's not great it's not bad but it's it's good you know what i mean it's a good time mm-hmm. i'm treating it like i'm playing fallout and that's been great love fallout i'm getting very like big flashbacks from like outer worlds last year um mm-hmm. i had some buggy experiences with that game so it's just like did it, i didn't expect we'd be having this conversation <laughs> as know, i'm sure yeah, everyone I thought, did <laughs> i thought for sure it was going to be a slam dunk and i think i was saying it all year like I don't care if they delay it because I know when it yeah, comes out, it's, it's going to be awesome. Slam dunk. <laughs> I will say just one other thing I want to mention that I'm kind of bummed about is that uh, for like 90% of the time I've been playing this game, I, my, my V looks like an absolute bum. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then all the key art and stuff like V looks like a total badass, cool jacket, cool car, like all this stuff. Like there should be like glamor options or like, you know, you can equip a certain item like it's no longer useful defensively, but you still want that look and that aesthetic. You should be able to have that option. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I just I, I look so dumb running around like I'm just in like raggedy ass clothes. Yeah, it's like I just want to look like the badass cyberpunk uh, merc that I am. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. You joked on our uh, group chat that you look like a construction worker, and I—I I do. I'm, I I legitimately did vest. too. I had a I had an orange bright uh, safety vest on. Yeah, mine, mine is green, but yeah, it's it's bright. It's that reflective thing. And yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was wearing like a hazmat suit at one point, and I made my girl just look so hot, and like, <laughs> oh man, she was just looking great, and then stuck her in a hazmat suit. And, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that I think can hopefully be updated because uh, I think Odyssey yeah. at launch wasn't like that, but they introduced that thing where yeah, it, mm-hmm. basically if you had looted it, it like locked in and saved that look for whatever piece, whether it was uh, shoes or pants or whatever. So do the same thing, right? So that I can, and then it give the option of, it's just like, it, it's 2020. You can't, you can maybe get away with that kind of stuff last gen, early gen, but like, you know, that these are now becoming staples, I think in RPGs in terms of like, especially, especially a game that, you think would ooze with like customization, right? You have, you can literally change your body parts. So why is it that we can't go to a barber and change our hairstyle or uh, change our tattoos, get crazy um, like cybernetic, uh, you know, like, and again, it, it, it is a first person game, so it doesn't really matter, but I want, like I said to you guys, I want V to look badass when he's riding well, I mean, his motorcycle. Look at, look at how often you go into your menu, right? You yeah. get to see V in the menu, and every time I'm like, there's my construction vest. And the, the thing mm-hmm. is that the, the defense on it is so good, and there's a mod slot on it, so I was able to put even more defensive boost on it. So, like, I'm going to be wearing this damn thing forever because yeah. it's just better than everything else that I can find right now. But I, I don't want to wear it. I want to wear something. I want to wear like a badass jacket. Like yeah, he's with wearing the lights in the, up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like we're uh, like we're all obviously still playing it. I'm uh, gonna try to hit up Sony and try to refund this uh, so that I can just yeah. continue on PC. Because here's the thing: like you said, it Garrett. The difference is like you're you're you are playing a. a xbox one version technically on your series x but that is way different than a ps4 version on a ps5 Mm because we even found that you have way more like options to choose from in terms of the graphics and the video quality Mm -hmm. whereas mine is just like things like turn motion blur on or off or turn hdr on (laughs) So there's like, there's been pictures on the internet of like a series X version versus the series X looks more aligned to PC and, and, and that, whereas PS4, like, I always have to preface this because I, I'm also not even the worst off here. We haven't even talked about that. The game is basically Mm -hmm. unplayable on launch, but we're running out of time. So we'll save that for the review. Um, Hopefully the conversation is better around CD Projekt Red by the new year. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll hopefully have uh, a whole episode devoted to talking about everything, not just the game, but also because that does factor in and I would like to share our thoughts on some of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. all right. Um, so if one of you guys can do question of the week because my mouse has just straight up died and i need to go get a battery for it so um before i go i'll say that in typical luke fashion i forgot to post the question of the week and it was related to the game awards i think it was who's gonna win game of the year and what kind of announcements are you hoping to see just like got busy with all the extra life stuff and totally forgot it so goal for 2021 post the question all the time but (laughs) <laughs> Here's the the bigger question. Uh, one of you guys can uh, 
issue it if you want while I go change my battery. Yeah. I'll take it. So uh, this week's question, it's kind of the, the one everyone's going to be asking at this time of year, but what was your favorite game of 2020? Uh, we're going to be doing our game of the year discussion next week, and we'll be sharing, obviously, what our favorite game of the year was. And so we want to hear what yours was. You can send that to us on Twitter. Come join our Discord. We can take your answer there. Uh, we've got an email address, contact at gamesorefunpodcast.com. Send it over there if you want. Plenty of ways to, to get in touch and let us know. And we're, we'd, you know, give us a little information. Tell us why you liked it and all that, and we'll, we'll read it out on the show next week. So um adam did you have anything else no you you nailed it yeah i mean we just obviously like this is a very hype time for us just talking about all the the best games that we played over the course of the year so uh we're obviously very interested to hear what what the rest of you liked and what your favorite was and uh you know see how that matches up to to what we picked for ours great thanks guys all right, well, let's uh, wrap up the show then. Because um, I don't, did I miss anything? That was, yeah. No. Just feels weird because we're so quick today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Games Are Fun. Like I said, the second last episode of the year, we have that uh, Game of the Year episode next week, like you guys said, and that's going to be live stream. Don't forget, twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast. All right, Garrett, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at LP Panther. And just a quick plug, I'm probably going to start doing some streaming in the new year. So if Hell you want yeah. to go ahead and follow me on Twitch, it's LP Panther as well. I think I'm sitting at like 18 followers right now. So uh, it might even be a lie. It might be less than that. So <laughs> uh, go ahead and follow and just hit that alert button so that whenever I am live, you'll you'll know it. Perfect. And... Adam, since the last episode, you have some exciting news around uh, Twitch. Yeah, I am a uh, newly minted uh, Twitch affiliate, so yeah, uh, y'all can nice. can uh, subscribe to my channel now. I have some some fun emotes, uh, starting to do some things with some channel points, and uh, it's it's going to kind of open things up for me a little bit. So I definitely appreciate y'all, uh, you know, coming in, hanging out, continue uh, bringing. Uh, you know, continue bringing in the follows, um, you know, bring in those, those subs, you know, either, you know, the, the tier one or whatever prime gaming. Um, yeah, definitely would appreciate all that. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, uh, or I should say Twitter and Twitch both are at Adam Palooza 85. Perfect. Yeah. You got to see these emotes that Adam has. They're, they're top notch, especially my, my favorite is the one that unlocks with uh, a subscription. So I'm not even going to mention what it is. You got to go over there and subscribe <laughs> if you want to see it. So you can follow me on Twitter at Luke Allen arm. And then I am the next in line, I guess, to try and get to affiliate. I, uh, <laughs> I'm been streaming more than, uh, as much as I can, I guess, in the last couple of weeks, uh, I've been streaming. Uh, we did some Rocket League the other night. I was doing some Sims 4 streams uh, for the hell of it. That was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm pretty close to that affiliate. Um, I think I only need 11 more followers. And I think I need to knock off a day or two on my streaming schedule and get those out of the way. 
and then also try to maintain that average viewer. I got there with a couple of my streams, but because of how the Twitch like stream stats work, I'm now at like 2.9 and I need a three. So <laughs> please uh, follow me twitch.tv slash Luke the Llama because I'm, I'm so close to, to getting there. And yeah, I, I hope to do some streaming over the holiday break. Uh, we might not be doing stuff on games are fun, but uh, I think all of us will probably be streaming from our personal Twitch channels and uh, over the Christmas break there. So give us a follow on Twitch. And of course, like I said, twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast. Make sure you're following now. Set the alerts so that you know when we're going live on that live stream on December 21st. You can also follow the show on Twitter at games are fun pod. Facebook.com slash games are fun podcast. Uh, you can join our community discord, which is invite.gg slash games are fun. And then if you have any emails for us, contact at games are fun podcast.com. All right. Like I said, next week we got the game award or the game awards, the gaff awards. And uh, we're also going to go over the fantasy critic to crown the winner of our, our uh, review or game review draft that we did at the beginning of the year. And uh, it will be fun to kind of go over the the results and maybe share our thoughts on things that did not go expected. And some some of us got some some easy pickups with that one. So that will be fun to, to look back at. So thanks again, everyone, for listening to this episode of Games Are Fun. And we will see you all on December 21st. 